0: Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and you're listening to Grace to Your World, a teaching ministry focused on providing an understanding of God's grace, which will empower you to change your world and live the overcoming life. Now, to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubidministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. See, we've had so much religion that there's some people, you've been so conditioned by religion that you have a hard time fathoming a God who will bless you without your performance. But you see, that's exactly what happened to Abraham. You see, Abraham didn't do anything to earn it. Abraham just said, Lord, I believe. That's what ultimately caused him to, to see the promise of God come to pass in his life. He said he said lord i believe you see what well, the issue with a lot of church folk is <laughs> we've been so programmed by religion that you hear this message uh you say well pastor I, I see the blessing is available righteousness is available but you see what will block you from receiving that now is is you, you'll say rather than saying lord i believe your response is is well well, Let me just make sure I qualify for that now. You know, let me just make sure <laughs> Praise God that I can that I can show forth the fruits So I can qualify for it But you see What pleases God is not your performance? What pleases God is your faith in what he's already done? And when you put your faith in what he's already done Now the actions will flow out of that guys you see This is all about right believing when you believe right you will live right. Praise God. So let's look at this here, the example of Abraham, uh, Romans chapter 4, starting in verse 1 in the New Living Translation, in the uh, NLT, I want to show you this, I really believe this is going to bless you. Watch this, he says, he says, Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. This is the Apostle Paul writing this. He says, what did he discover about being made right with God? What did Abraham find out about being made right with God? Or, in other words, about being made righteous. Verse 2, he says, if his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. Praise God, but that was not God's way, is what he says here. <laughs> you see, anytime you think it's your actions that make you acceptable to God, you see, the issue with that is that that really gives you something to boast about, you see. The very moment you think that you're okay with God because you you did all these good deeds over here, well, even if your heart is right, friend, I want you to understand that that is a form of boasting. Every time you think it's your actions, rather than what Jesus did, what you're doing is you're exalting yourself above the finished works of Jesus. You're saying the reason that you're okay with God is not because of what Jesus did, it's because of what you did, you see? That's boasting. Guys, there's never going to be any boasting before God. I want you to catch that, you see. We're never going to be in a position where we can boast before God. Look what he says. He says, If his good deeds, glory to God, had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But he says, That was not God's way. You see... You working to be okay with God, that is not God's way. Praise God, I want you to know, it may be the way of religion, Uh, perhaps it is uh, the way of the denomination in which you grew up in, perhaps that is what they were teaching you in Sunday school, but I'm here to show you today, friends, uh, that is not God's way, you see, the Word of God says, Jesus said, that the, the traditions of men have made the Word of God of none effect, you see, and so the way of God is not you struggling and striving to be okay with God. You see, that's not God's way. Look at verse 3. He says, for the scriptures tell us, he says, he says, let's look at what the scriptures say, let's look at what the word says. He says, for the scriptures tell us, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Glory to God. And so Abraham simply just believed God. Now, verse 4, he says, "When people work, when people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. You see, and so in other words, when, 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 if, 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 if it was your, your actions that, that made you right with God, or, or if it was your actions that caused the blessing of God to manifest in your life, well, then it would no longer be a gift, you see. You see, that, that the very moment you, you earn something, as I said earlier, it's no longer a, a, a gift, you see. It's, it's kind of like if, if you have a job, and you go to, to, to your job, and at the end of the week, or, at the, or every month, however you get paid, Your employer pays you, you see, but that paycheck that you get, how many know guys, that's not a gift, you see. The only reason they're paying you is because you work for it, you see. If you stop working, they're not gonna pay you anymore. Uh, You don't believe me? Try it out. Praise God. Go to your boss and say, "Well, uh, boss, I, I I heard this 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 preacher online, and 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 I, he said I was under grace, and, and I don't have to work uh, to to do, to to get blessed. And so, so boss, I'm not going to work anymore, but I still expect you to pay me." <laughs> well, friends, that's on that's not going to go over all too well, you see, because that is a work-based relationship, and so you show up at your job, you provide a service at your job, in exchange you receive a payment that is work-based. You see, the reason they pay you is because they owe you. You see, that it's in the contract that you have with them, so they owe you to compensate you. But you know, guys, God is never going to be in a position where he owes us anything. And so the only way to receive the blessing is as a gift, by his grace. You didn't work for it. Look at the next verse here. He says, But people are counted as righteous, not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners glory be to God next verse David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it righteous without working for it, guys righteous without working for it you see that's the gift of righteousness righteousness without you working for it verse 7 oh what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven whose sins are put out of sight verse 8 Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin! Glory to God. If you are in Christ, the Lord has cleared your record of sin. In other words, the sin meter has been turned off. You see, <laughs> praise God. So God is not keeping track of of, of your sins. You know, he's not, he's not just up there watching and just waiting every time you fall short so he can get on your case. No, praise God. You see, he's not keeping track of your sins anymore. You see, he dealt with your sins once and for all in the body of Jesus. And now he deals with you in his grace and mercy friends, do you know? This is the gospel. This is the gospel. People, religious people, freak out about this, but this is the gospel, guys. (laughs) you see? Gospel literally means it's it's nearly too good to be true good news. You see, if you hear this and and there's not a thought that comes and says, well, Alex, that's almost too good to be true. Well, if, if that thought never comes, you've probably never heard the gospel. The gospel... When you hear the gospel, it's almost too good to be true, but praise God, it is true, you see. It's true because of what Jesus did. Are you receiving this today, guys? Praise God. Praise God. You see, religion makes people think, you know, God's keeping track of your sins. Uh, The extreme case is a, a guy keeps falling into a sin, and every time you sin, you think you got to run to the confession booth and, and talk to the guy behind the curtain. Well, hold on, guys, you see. Uh, first of all, the guy behind the curtain, he's got his own issues going on, and so I want you to know you don't need an intermediary to come to God. No, because of the shed blood of Jesus, you have access to the Father directly. You see, you can come into the Father's presence uh, directly without an intermediary. Praise God, and the way God is dealing with you is not by holding your sins against you. No, he deals with you in his grace and mercy. You see, now he's, he's not condoning sin, guys, please remember. But what he will do is he's not going to condemn you for your sin. No, you see, he's the one who's going to enable you to get out of that sin. He's the one who's going to enable you to live right and to operate in the blessing. Praise God. He's a good God, guys. He's an awesome God. Praise God! You see, um, the Lord showed me, man. This ministry is all about helping people to actually see Jesus. Help people to see Him as He is. Praise God! It's awesome, guys. Now, I got a little under ten minutes here. Let's uh, let's head over to uh, Ephesians chapter four. I'm going to show you Ephesians chapter four, and then I want to show you something from. the from the life of paul i want to show you an example from paul how he applied this in his own life ephesians 4 verses 22 through 24. now i want you to understand this guys that in the old covenant god had credited people with righteousness you see abraham had righteousness credited to him but what i want you to understand i want you to see this this uh contrast between the old covenant and the new covenant And i want you to see that in the old covenant people had imputed righteousness whereas in this new covenant you actually have been made righteous you see because how many know the moment you got into christ the bible said you became a new creation it's uh second corinthians 5 17 says the moment you got into christ you became a new creation the literal translation is a new species of being that has never existed before. Now, I wanna real quick break down our spiritual anatomy. How many know that what you are is a spirit? Man is a spirit being. Man possesses a soul. You're not your soul, you have your, you have a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a physical body. Now, the part of you that was made completely new is not your body. You see your body didn't change when you got born again your soul didn't change you still got the same thoughts the same stuff going on in in your mental emotional realm but you see the part of you that is a new creation is your spirit and what I want you to see is praise God that we're not talking about something that is not true you see when you understand you're the righteousness of God you literally are the righteousness of God <laughs> You see, because it's your spirit That is righteous, you see. Your spirit is born again. Your spirit is in Christ. Your spirit has been made perfect in, in Christ. And so, now your life as a believer is not about you struggling and sweating and performing. No, it's about you beginning to renew your mind so you can change your identity from the old man to the new man. New man, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Look at this here, Ephesians 4, starting in verse 22, talks about this. He says in verse 22, he says that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man. The old man is who you were before you got saved. The old man is the sinner. You see, now when you're in Christ, you're not just a sinner saved by grace. It's a very dangerous wrong teaching to, to tell people that. When you got into Christ, really nothing changed. You're still a sinner. You know, you were a sinner before you got saved. You're a sinner after you get saved. So nothing's really happened, and I'm still the same old sinner. And I'm just really no good. (laughs) The only thing I got now is I want to. I want to please God, and I can never please Him. So really, all that's changed in my life now that I'm a believer is I've gotten more miserable. (laughs) You see, well, guys, that's all wrong. You see, because the Bible says, yeah, before you got into Christ, you were a sinner. All of us were sinners at some point. You see. But man, the very moment you got into Christ, the sinner in you died, I want you to understand, and that very moment you became a new creation. The Bible now calls you a saint. And so he says, watch what he says. He says, says, put off concerning the former conversation or conduct the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. How do I do this? Verse 23, he says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and so this is a changing of your of your thoughts you see your identity is rooted in your thoughts it's 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 a set of beliefs that you have about yourself it's how you see yourself that's your identity and so he says be renewed in the spirit of your mind now the renewing of the mind we describe as exchanging our thoughts for the thoughts of God exchanging our words for the word of god exchanging our opinions for what god says is true about us according to his word and so that's how you how you shift your identity identity from the sinner the sinner mentality to righteousness of god what's true about me in christ and now, now to be renewed in the spirit of your mind uh what does it mean to be renewed in the spirit of your mind you see the spirit of your mind is is the deeper part of your mind in, in our modern terminology people might refer to this as the subconscious mind you see it's 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 it's. he's saying don't only be renewed in your mind on the surface no but you see meditate on the word so much confess the word so much that it gets down into your subconscious you see when it's in your subconscious it becomes automatic it's kind of like when you first learned how to drive a car (laughs) anybody remember that and most of us probably had this experience, when you first learn driving a car, it takes a lot of effort, right? It takes a lot of focus. In other words, you really gotta concentrate on everything you're doing. Well, but once you've driven for a while, you see, it kind of becomes automatic. In other words, I don't have to put my entire focus on, on, on what I'm doing, you see, I can have a conversation with someone while I'm driving, well, it's because it's now become automatic, you know, it's gotten down into my subconscious. Now, uh, you're still paying attention to your driving, right? We're not texting and driving or anything here. Nope, 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 guys. I'm just saying, you know, it, it, it becomes automatic. You see, when you get into your car now, you don't have to consciously think about everything you do. It just happens. Well, it's because it's gotten into, into the spirit of your mind. And so when your identity in Christ is in the spirit of your mind, in your subconscious mind, it's automatic. You see, it doesn't matter what Satan tries to throw at you. You know, the enemy tries to remind you, oh, remember this thing you did five years ago? Remember when you hurt that person two years ago? Ooh, how can you be righteous? You see, no, you see. When you got your identity in Christ in the spirit of your mind, no matter what the enemy tries to accuse you of, you know that the blood has cleansed you. You know that you have been declared righteous in Christ Jesus, you see. Now, the way that you get there is got to renew your mind. Look at verse 24. Verse 24 says, And that you put on the new man. That's the new identity. And watch what he says. This new man, which after God, is created in righteousness and true holiness. And so the new you did nothing to become righteous, he says. This new you was created in righteousness and true holiness. Praise God, you see. When you got born again, when you you got into Christ, God actually recreated you in your spirit, and guys, he didn't create a sinner, no, when he recreated you, he made you just like Jesus, he made you perfectly righteous. Now, it's a matter of you not becoming righteous, no, it's a matter of you renewing your mind to who you already are, and then you live out of that, you see. Praise God. We're almost out of time. I want to show you one thing real quick here. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2. Uh, look at this here. I want to show you this example from the life of Paul. And we'll pick this up next time. Uh, I want to show you that Paul was a man, praise God, who practiced what he preached. You see, we, we just read this in Ephesians. This was Paul writing this. And... You see, Paul, I want you to see, lived this in his own life. Look at what he says here in 2 Corinthians 7, verse 2, and we'll, we'll finish here for today. 2 Corinthians 7, 2 says, Paul is, is writing this, he says, Receive us, we have wronged no man, we have corrupted no man, we have defrauded no man. <laughs> Someone says, Well, Alex, what's the big deal about that? Well, well hold on, guys. You see this is paul saying hey we've wronged no man we've corrupted no man we've defrauded no man now how many know before paul was paul he used to be saul guys and how many know that saul glory to god was a was kind of a bad dude you see uh saul was was persecuting the church saul was responsible for the death of many christians and so and so what i'm saying is uh hold on how can paul say here we've wronged no man we've corrupted no man we've defrauded no man when when the truth is guys in his past he clearly wronged some people he 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 clearly he clearly he clearly hurt some people in his past and so that's why i'm like am i catching the apostle paul in a lie here no guys you see what, what what happened here is is that Paul, glory to God, was functioning out of his new identity in Christ. You see, the truth is that Paul is the new man. Paul is the new creation. Paul is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you see. And the fact is that the very moment that he became Paul, Saul ceased to exist. You see, when Saul had his encounter with Jesus and Saul got born again, glory to God, that very moment Saul ceased to be, and Saul became Paul, a new creation, you see. And Paul, at this point, was so identified with who he was in Christ that he was able to say, we've wronged no man, you see? Because the truth is, he didn't wrong anybody. That was Saul who did that, you know? That was the old man. That was his old identity. That's who he used to be before he got born again. And so I want you to know, you may be watching me, and you got some serious stuff in your past. You may have hurt some people in your past. Now, I'm not justifying any of that. But what I'm saying is, if you're in Christ, that's no longer you. You see, if you're in Christ, that's no longer who you are. Praise God, just like Paul became a new creation. So you too are the new creation. And you see, who you are now is righteous. Ephesians uh, 1, I believe it's verse 4, talks about the fact that we are now holy and blameless before the Father in love, you see. And so God is not holding your past against you. And so friend, may I tell you, God's already forgiven your past. He's already washed it away. Now some of you watching me, now it might be time for you to catch up with that and and for you to now let go of your past as well. You see, God's forgiven you. You might as well now forgive yourself. You, know, you might as well forgive yourself. You see, Paul was so identified with his new creation. You see, Paul was not a man who was carrying around guilt and condemnation from the past. You know Paul knew who he was in Christ. He knew it so much that he was able to say to the Corinthians here, receive us. We have wronged no man, we have corrupted no man, we have defrauded no man. You see, the, the, the mistakes I did in the past, the moment I got into Christ, glory to God, his blood cleansed me from all that unrighteousness. You see, the abundance of his grace made me a new creation. It's a friend whoever you are God is not holding your past against you now it's time for you to no longer hold your past against yourself it is time for you to receive the gift of his righteousness someone says Alex how do I let go of of regrets from the past the answer is you renew your mind the spirit of your mind amen through the word of god and the bible talks in the book of hebrews about that the blood of jesus glory to god cleanses our conscience it cleanses the evil conscience of man and so the more you behold jesus and you see what he did for you because he loves you the more you receive what the blood has done for you you see that blood is is cleansing your conscience, you see. That blood is is allowing you to, to operate out of your new creation as the righteousness of God. And so righteousness is the very foundation for you to walk in the blessing of God. Righteousness is a gift you receive. It's not something you work for. The very moment you receive that gift now that getting into your heart that's going to produce some righteous fruit you know a lot of people are trying to produce the fruit but 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 they're not taking care of the root you know you need to make sure the root is intact before before praise god you can produce the fruit you see and so in your root you want to make sure you're rooted in righteousness established in who jesus has made you to be Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. To learn more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. And I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.